episode 97 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture. I am your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Chris Shriver. And I'm Andrew Wolf. Yay! Don't call me so daddy. Bad. Call me senpai. Oh. <laughs> oh, senpai! This week, we are going to talk about one thing and one thing only. We're going to talk about one thing solo. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to throw up. God. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into our spoiler-free discussion, whether we recommend the movie, what we think about it overall, that sort of a thing. And then we will launch headlong into full spoilers and talk about all the nitty-gritty of this movie. So, gentlemen, what did you think? I loved it. Um... I thought it was the best Star Wars film since the OG trilogy. I thought it was fantastic. I thought wow. It, I, I, thought it, the, I thought the pacing was incredible. Um, I think better than the than 7 and 8. Um, the pacing wasn't always great in those. Even though, like, the feeling that I got from 7, like, there's... Not, you can't match that, you know, after so many years, like, a new Star Wars coming out. But... Um, to Scrubs, 7 and 8 are... Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Well, no. Or no, 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 no. I mean, Four, five, six. oh no, seven and eight are are uh, are um, uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought you were adding like Rogue One and Solo into the middle, which in which case that would make that true. Oh but then God. that gets no, really I, I, confusing. I have, no, I don't count those as numbered. Here's <laughs> I was like, I will, I was like I will oh God, well, these this movie is. I think this movie has the best shot that of three years from now, when I go back and watch this, I'm going to say, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I made it out to be when I initially saw it. Whereas when I go back and watch episode seven now, I'm like, I don't know why I was that excited for this movie. Like, it's it's a good movie. But when that movie came out, I think the hype was just so high because it was like the first one of like the new movies that were coming out that... It's- I was blinded by the hype, kind of like how I am with or with uh, Dark Knight Rises. Like that movie sucks, and I didn't think that when I first saw it. Um, and like right now, like after seeing Solo, like everybody who keeps asking me what I think of it, I just keep saying it's gonna be that movie that they play on FX like every weekend for the, like the next ten years. Like it, it'll replace like Iron Italian Man three as that movie. <laughs> yeah, yep. the Italian Job. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it. I've only seen it on TV. <laughs> or Ocean's Twelve, <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah, uh, that's interesting. So you're so you're kind of cool on it. Like Chris. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it like like I don't think it was bad. I think there were moments where the acting was poor, but overall mm. it was a good movie. Um, like there's terrible acting all throughout the entire Star Wars universe, so I can't really. You know, they're not Oscar-nominated Particularly films. in the early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're comparing it... If you're comparing it to those movies, it is an Oscar-nominated film. <laughs> but, uh... No, I mean, like, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not rushing to go out and see it again. But, like, I walked out and I was like, yeah, it was fine. Like, I had fun. Interesting. It's a perfectly fine movie. Brian? Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a really great time. I think it is way closer to the original trilogy than it is to the prequels. Um, I would put it in the same camp as Rogue One, where I think it's an extremely... I think I think it's a very strong 
um, standalone movie. And one of the one of the things that I criticize the prequels for uh, is the thing that I think Solo does best, which is fan service. Um, there are a lot of things that Solo does that that it, it fleshes out in Han's backstory that while we didn't need them, I feel like having them now doesn't take away from his story. Like it, it kind of adds a bit to it. Whereas with the prequels, like, you know, seeing Anakin as a boy, like I, I didn't need that and it didn't do anything for me. And it actually took something away. Like I didn't need to see him being good at racing. Like that doesn't do anything for me. Whereas like the stuff in further movies, particularly like revenge of the Sith, like that actually does something. Like, that actually adds something to his character where you start to see him go down the dark path and stuff. Um, And I feel like, although Revenge of the Sith, I think, is the strongest of the prequels, it's still not anywhere near as good as the original trilogy. Or even, I would say, um, you know, the newer... I would say it's closer to the newer movies than it is to something like Rogue One, which I think is really good. I feel like Solo is... I think it it pairs really well with Rogue (coughs) One as far as looking at movies that lead in really well to a new hope. Um, so that's, that's what that's, I thought about. So that's interesting it, because I will say when I first saw rogue one, I was like, that was a, that was a really fun, like a really good Vietnam, like Vietnam type sci-fi movie. It didn't feel like a star Wars movie to me when yeah. I first watched it. Um, and I wasn't it's kinda, like, it's kind of got like real... alien vibes or stuff like yeah, that. It's it, just like, kind of like I a spacey that, movie. Yeah. I didn't get that fun. Like, Star Warsy vibe going. I watched it again, and so I wasn't real hot on it, like Chris is about Solo. I feel, um, mm-hmm. and then I watched it a second time, like Chris was also saying, and it was like, oh my god, like this is this is excellent, like this is a great yeah. Star Wars film. Um, so I find it interesting that I went into maybe after that I went into Solo just subconsciously and thought I'm going to go into this, even though it got a ton of negative press um, leading up to it. Um, I. I loved it. I felt like, like you said, the fan service was fantastic. It was a lot of things. It was like, I have had those questions for, I realized like 20 years. Like I saw star Wars like the first time, like maybe more than 22 years ago or something. And I had had those questions about Han the entire time. And this movie all at once answered all those questions. And then also opened up some things that makes me want a sequel. So, yeah, I didn't um, even consider the idea of a sequel until people have started talking about it. Like, I figured it was just going to be a one-off movie, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, you could make, like, you know... I mean, because it ends on a note that, like, it either it's fine the way it is, or you could totally run with that. Yeah, I like how there, they did that. Yeah. yeah. There is room. There is room to add something between this and uh, A New, a new hope. hope. Like, there's still, there's still breathing room, whereas with... Uh, with Rogue One, there isn't. Yeah, it was like pew, um, you because it leads directly Rogue. into it. But like, there there is a little bit of like, well, what do they do after this? Before he meets up with Luke and, and Obi Wan, you know, and the droids in the the next movie. Um, I overall, I mean, how do you how do you guys uh, guys feel? I know that Andrew and myself would definitely recommend that people go watch. Oh, I mean, it. definitely. Um, like, if you're a Star Wars fan, go see it. Like, of course. But like, I'm no. not gonna. You know, it's not on the level of the prequels where if somebody asked me like, do I have to see them? Everybody always craps on them. I'm like you could get away with like, you know, maybe not watching those. Um, All right, so, I, I think everybody should watch them, but so movies that are in theaters right now, big, big movies that are in theaters right now, like high scoring ones, solo Deadpool two, infinity, infinity war. war. 
Yeah. Infinity War's been there a while, so I w- let's say between Solo and Deadpool 2, someone says, hey, let's go see a movie this weekend. Which do you recommend? Do you say go see Solo, even if you're not a huge Star Wars fan? Or do you see do you say go see Deadpool 2? I haven't seen Deadpool yet, so I guess I haven't either, and I'm, I'm inclined oh. to say Deadpool. Oh, I've seen both. I, you know, I mean, I'm a Star Wars loser nerd, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm set to see Deadpool in like the next two days with my sister-in-law. So, but nobody else in my family was interested in going to see it except for the two of us. Whereas everybody is like, let's go see Solo. I will say, I will say what, whatever's in your head you're expecting for Deadpool 2 is 1000% exactly what it's going to be. And probably maybe depending on how you feel about Solo, you may go see it and you may be surprised. I think that a lot of people are going into the theaters, like not expecting a whole lot of greatness because of the negative, um, news and media leading up to its release and might be pleasantly surprised. So if you're expecting like silly dick jokes and stuff from Deadpool two, and that's your thing, like by all means go see it. Um, but if you maybe want to be surprised, maybe go see solo. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to spoil it. I want to just, I want to shout about spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, now is time for you to turn back. If you have not seen solo star Wars story, have we mentioned uh, Josh's thoughts on it yet? Joshua. Uh, no, we're we're about to. Okay, we're about to. Okay, so but but his section has spoilers in it, so I definitely wanted to got you. let everybody leave beforehand. So this is your last chance to turn back uh, because we are starting our spoiler-filled discussion right now. Uh, so um, as Chris mentioned, uh, Josh Mobley was not able to be here with us uh, tonight, which is a big old bummer for him and for us because he's our you know, resident. Star Wars um, freaking obsessive. Luckily, we've got Andrew in to discuss things because I know that he goes super deep. Uh, I used to be a Star Wars expert back when the original trilogy was the only thing out there. <laughs> I had the Jedi Masters <laughs> quiz book and everything. But once it went to Expanded Universe, like I I didn't keep up with any of that stuff. I'm, a, I'm uh, not on Joshua's level, but I am a, a, an okay stand-in. I'm just a senator. He's the emperor. <laughs> That's true. He is the Palpatine of this podcast. Uh Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to cut in uh, his discussion because he's got about five, six minutes of his thoughts on the show. So uh, take it away, Josh. Hey, everybody. Josh here from Long Time Ago Radio and uh, the guy that they've been keeping captive on the platformers all this time. As you may have known, I am not on the uh, platformers this week, and that's because I had some other things going on and it couldn't make it, which I'm very sad because the one week where they want me to talk about Star Wars, I can't, I can't show up. But... I'm sure Andrew's there, and I'm sure... Yeah, I've talked to Andrew. He and I have pretty much the same opinion on the movie. So he'll do he'll do my part. He'll represent the hardcore Star Wars fandom, you know. And Andrew, if you're listening to this, you know, I've, I just met you, but I love you. Do us proud, all right? All right. Anyway, my really quick thoughts on Solo is that I really, really, really loved it. I thought it was absolutely kind of a fan servicey movie, but in all the best ways... Um, I, I feel like if you're not a, a, you know, a super fan that you're gonna, you're probably gonna like it. It's fun. It's a fun ride. The worst thing I've heard from people say is it's fine, but you know, it is what it is. I, I think a lot of people have a lot of expectations on Star Wars just in general. I'm not sure why. And this is coming from someone who reads all the comics and reads all the books and watches all the cartoons and watches all the movies and does freaking 30 minute videos about lightsabers and what they mean and all that. I think we sometimes maybe take Star Wars a little too seriously, and that's a bigger discussion for 
a longer time, but I like that this movie kind of knew what it was, you know. It was a fun romp through space with Han Solo and Chewbacca and Lando, and they're in the Millennium Falcon, and there's giant squids and black holes and the Kessel Run and, and all that, and it was, it was just really fun. And of course, oh my god, Darth Maul, which for me is, is huge because, A... If you if you have watched the cartoons at all, if you've which by the way, go watch Clone Wars. Don't listen to Brian. I hear you in my head, Brian. It's a bad show. It's not a bad show. You haven't watched it, all right? You haven't watched it. Listeners, go watch Clone Wars. It, it seriously just skip season 1, start season 2. You're not missing anything. It's an amazing show. Anyway, Darth Maul comes back in Clone Wars. He's there all the way up until Rebels. He's he's around, all right? So I understand a lot of people being very confused when Darth Maul pops up at the end of this movie going, why is he here? He was cut in half. Well, all that explanation is kind of in Clone Wars, which I can see some people arguing like, wait, he's alive? What, how does that make any sense? Well, if even if you haven't watched Clone Wars, I feel like it's fine, you know? It, it's like this movie is the revelation that he's alive. And the questions will come later. Now, whether or not this movie gets a sequel... I mean, we'll see. I really want a sequel. I doubt it's going to get one, which is really sad to me because I think that this movie was just really, really good and just had a lot going for it. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I, I really desperately hope it gets a sequel. I hope that the Memorial Day release date didn't ruin it too much. I know a lot of people are like, oh, this movie's bombing. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, movies traditionally over the last few years have not done well on Memorial Day weekend. Like, just all of depending on what it is. Like, nothing it does well on Memorial Day weekend. Why? Who knows? It's strange because you'd think Memorial Day weekend would be the time for movies to do well because everybody's off. People got nothing to do. Apparently, they have so much to do that they're not going to the movies. Also, I think Infinity War and Deadpool were kind of a factor. We just had two big comic book movies back to back. And that kind of, you know, would it have killed. Lucasfilm to wait an extra month to release Han Solo? I don't think so. I think it may have done the film some justice, maybe, honestly. Like, I, th I think it may have helped with the box office thing, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, to me, I don't, I, I don't see the failings of, or not even the failings. Let's say the shortcomings. I don't see the shortcomings of Solo at the box office being necessarily the fault of this, this fallacy of Star Wars fatigue because we just had like 20 Marvel movies and there's no sign of it stopping you know it's like if people can handle that much Marvel two to three movies a year I think they can handle one Star Wars movie a year I think it's fine I think a lot of what this movie had going for it was a Memorial Day weekend not a good time to release movies and I think they're kind of starting to figure that out two all of the press leading up to this movie was negative for I would I don't want to say no reason, but for some pretty hyperbolic reasons, I will say I think people were way too doom and gloom about it. I had a really positive attitude like pretty much the whole time, and I was so glad seeing it, walking out of it, going, okay, it was fine, and everybody was overreacting. And then, of course, all the articles are about, it's not that bad after all. And then all the articles are about like, oh no, it's doomed because it's not making any money. It's it's like, I don't know. I, I'm getting fed up with it. <laughs> but anyway, what was I saying? 
<laughs> I'll just wrap this up. We're about five minutes in, and I don't want to take too much time away from from uh, the rest of the show. But I loved it as a longtime Star Wars fan. I freaking adored it. I want to go see it again. You all, if you're out there, I mean, if you're listening at this point, you've already been spoiled for everything. How have you not seen it? Go see it again, maybe. I don't know. That's up to you. You do what you want. But anyway, that's going to do it for me. Hopefully, I'll be back next week to talk more about video games and all that nerdy stuff that we like to talk about on the platformers. And if you'd like to hear me ramble a lot more about Star Wars, and specifically Solo, uh, me, Becky, and Alex did a long time ago radio episode completely devoted to talking about Solo. It's a whole hour and a half of spoilers and discussions around the movie and just really like fine tooth comb stuff, um, Easter eggs, all that stuff. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, just go to long time ago, ra- search for long time ago radio on Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that stuff. And uh, you can go to uh, StarWarsPodcast.com of course, which is where you'll find the show as well. And uh, hopefully I'll see all you lovely people next week. Goodbye. I love you all. Except for you, Brian. Okay. So those were Josh's thoughts. Now let's talk about what we think. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Like, dude. Darth (laughs) Maul? That was incredible. Yes. That moment. I had seen. So it's difficult in my line of work to stay media blackout on things yeah. because like while I'm working on like the board at IGN writing news, like there are stuff that have spoilers in like the news reels or like, you know, the well, videos and, and stuff like that. IGN so didn't wait long to post an article that said like, let's talk about that Phantom Menace uh, spoiler. <laughs> you know, the one we're talking about. And I was like, they seriously yeah. just like drop the movie. <laughs> they d- did not care. Now, luckily for me, I did not know what it was. Yeah. So I was still very surprised, but but I I had seen uh, an article that was titled like that unexpected cameo that like you wouldn't believe or something like that. It was like one of those right right one neat trick or whatever. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, this is what they were talking about, and I was so excited. Like I was so excited about that. Uh, and he actually he talks more in this movie than he did. <laughs> In, in Phantom, Phantom Menace. Menace. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. And it confirms, you know, what, you know, and it, like, establishes as canon some of the stuff from the Expanded Universe, which is that, like, yeah, he survived his mm-hmm. battle with uh, with Obi-Wan. He got stitched back together and given a robot, like, undercarriage. You know what I mean? And, uh, and now he's still freaking crushing things. You know what I mean? Even when Han Solo's running around, which is... Awesome. So like, I love cu- that. I'm kind of curious after the because, like Joshua was saying, it leaves it open, and like we were talking about, it leaves it open for a sequel. I don't think they're gonna push a sequel just because it's performing so poorly. And I was looking up some stats before we started recording. It's the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made, which Ooh, really? is hard to believe, just because it yeah, was like it completely scrapped and refilmed. Um, hmm. So it's the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made. So like two hundred, more than two hundred fifty million dollars, um, and it's like opening weekend barely made eighty domestically or something like that. Wow. So like yeah, that's it's not abysmal. So um, I, I'm nervous. I don't feel make like a sequel. I don't feel like that's because it's a bad movie. No. Um, I I think it's just and and here's something that I here's the reason why I think Josh was anticipating I would have negative 
thoughts about this because every time we've talked about this movie on the podcast, I've talked about how garbage the trailers have been because they have been. Uh, the trailers have been just the trailers not got good better as we got closer to release. Yeah, I think you just reached a point where you stopped watching them. I mean, when you watch two different trailers for a movie and neither of them look good, like how much more space do you give it? Like that's it. No, like, that's I don't fair. Care. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel that. like I don't feel like any of those were. I don't feel like any of those trailers were as good as the movie. Whereas I feel like the trailer for. The Last Jedi is actually better than the movie. Not by a whole lot, but like I think The Last Jedi has one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Like I it's think, amazing. I think the final trailer, I think maybe the one that was in theaters, was there one for in Infinity War? I don't remember, but the final solo trailer, I was finally like, holy shit, like this is this is gonna be good. Like I'm pumped for this. Um because before that, I think I don't remember which episode of the podcast it was, Josh and I had talked about it a little bit, and it was just like yeah, like it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be a train heist movie. It's gonna be like a Wild West yeah. in space. Like it, eh, it's gonna be kind of campy and kind of weird. And then, like, it blew my socks off. So, and yeah. which is weird. It's only got, it's like a seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that doesn't typically happen for for low-scoring critic movies like that. Low critic yeah. score. So, yeah, um, I I do have to say the Darth Maul thing. I think because what we said earlier, where we don't know if we're gonna get a sequel. Um, and because it did not perform very well, I really just didn't care. Like I, it happened, and I was like, "This is cool. This is fine. We get to see him in a second form. Like that's all well and good." But like, there's a very good chance we're not going to get anything beyond this. So, you, um, do you not think I, there's going to be like a like a Darth Maul standalone movie? No, oh, no absolutely. Dude, that would I would actually be super into that. Darth Maul is one of my favorite characters. Darth Maul is great. I, it's he's just one of the most underserved characters, and that's, that's the problem. Really cool. Like they they had a great. Oh, look at that. Yeah, like they had uh, a great character there. Darth Maul action figure, and they didn't take advantage of him when it was like the mo- like there. Are, there's footage of people like at the premiere of Episode One, like with the face paint and like the spikes coming yeah. out of their heads. Like they're like yeah. super hype over Darth Maul, and he's barely in that movie. And then we get him in this, and he says like the most dialogue he's ever said. He's in Clone but, Wars. I've never watched that. Like, here's the thing, though. Even though he's in it for like very little of the Phantom Menace, he's the best part of that movie. Like, absolutely, he 100 like percent is the best part of that movie. Young Anakin sucks. Um, the whole trade route thing sucks. Jar Jar sucks. A lot of pod that racing movie is is not pod great. racing is okay. The fight with Darth Maul is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that Phasma suffered that same fate. She I don't did. Know, like like she was. Just hyped up, hyped up, hyped up, hyped she up, was and then in it was so like, much of the market. After I left the movie, it was like, "What's like? Did she just end up on the cutting room floor?" Like, one. Well, and then her performance was terrible. I thought yeah. like her voice and like it just felt bad. And the way she walks and stands, it was really weird. And then it was yeah. just like she wasn't in there much. And then in um, the Last Jedi, it was just like she's just dead. Yeah, just Darth Maul dead. I mean, I hope not, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she didn't die in the freaking fire, then, like, she definitely died when the, the, explosion. the whole thing blew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested to, to see if they bring her back, but I, I don't know. Dar- I mean, but I still, thought Darth like, was great. She's like a I combination of Darth Maul and, like, Boba Fett, where it's, like, but, like, not as mysterious as Boba Fett and not as, he doesn't have cool action like Darth Maul. Yeah. Right. It's she like really you're, you're weak her. in both of the areas that those characters are strong. 
Yeah, I, but, they but were trying too hard. Fett, to, I think to is make another character thing. that like I understand why people think he's cool, but like he did, he's barely in those movies. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Boba Fett. And he went out like a chump. Yeah, oh, yeah. like a total loser. He got taken out by freaking blind Han Solo. Like, come yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, the one there, I will say the one part of Solo that I borderline disliked and thought was just like, oh my god, I rolled my eyes and was like. Uh, what's your last name? Uh, uh, Solo. Oh and I was just yeah. like, oh, Jesus. Like, you really couldn't come up with anything more creative <laughs> than that? Like, uh, uh, you're, you're alone. I'm choosing Solo. It's just like, oh, my. They had to I Ellis Island my it. Eyes. It was, now, ugh. I didn't I didn't mind that. That didn't bother me. I, it, we definitely didn't need it because his name just could have been Han Solo. Yeah. Um. So it did feel kind of... Uh, I don't know. It didn't bother me, though, because I was like, he's like an urchin on the street. Like, it makes sense that he only have one name. Um, I would have been, I would have been even, I would have been more accepting of it if they went, oh, you're an orphan? Like, you're a Jon Snow. Like, like yeah, Solo like, is Solo like an is orphan's just, last name. Yeah. Right. Like, I would have bought that. I would have, would have ate that up, because that would mean there's other Solos in the universe, and like, he's not, you know, he's not a But it was whatever, the delivery like, of that line was just... Solo. Yes. Mm. It's very winky. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's very winky. There's a lot of that stuff in this movie, like, and and they don't even cheat to a lot of it. Um, Like, they they kind of let it go, like, when he gets his gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just kind of breezed by. They just, yeah, he, like, breaks down the sniper rifle or whatever and then, like, tosses it over to him and he kind of looks and he's like, oh, cool. And then he's using it for the rest of the movie. And I was like, that's cool. And they holds it for a second. They give Chewie the, the 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 bandoliers and stuff, and he, he puts those on. And I'm just like, like, there's a lot of cool moments where we see, like, okay, this is when he added this. Like, this was the formative experience of Han Solo's life, which is crazy because, to me, it seems like the only things he does before we find him in A New Hope are the events of this movie and then whatever he does for Jabba. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. he really doesn't, he's not that experienced, which leads me to believe that at the beginning of A New Hope, when he's like, huh, I'm the fastest, you know, you haven't heard about me doing this one crazy thing. It's like, no, nobody has probably heard of that. Which was fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> the Kessel Run. Yes. And I, I love the freaking the Cthulhu bit. monster was nuts. Yeah. I, but I, I love the little bit where, um, where Han goes, like, says, like, 12 parsecs, and then Chewie says something, and you don't know what he says, and he goes... Well, if you like, round well, down, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" Like that, is, that was so good. Like I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. that is incredible." And going along with that, one of the areas, like one of the parts of the trailer that I talked about before, which totally, which wasn't even in the movie, and like bugged me because it was my favorite part of the trailer, was when he's like, uh, he's like, "Well, what could possibly go wrong?" And then Chewie goes, rah, 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 and he's like, "Yeah, what do you know?" <laughs> like, that was such a great character moment yeah. in the trailer that was so, like, that was so Han and Chewie. And I hate and when there they... And there were, I hate there were several uh, moments in this movie that were just like that. Um, the Han and Chewie like, moments, honestly, I think Chewie was, like, arguably the strongest part of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he, he was, and I don't know if it's just because, like, how much can you change Chewbacca? You know what I mean? Like, he is, like, the same character in this as he is in A New Hope and every other Star Wars movie. Because I mean, he's so old that, like, he's basically the same person. But he but also doesn't speak English and, like, isn't an, a true. specific actor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, That's true. I thought Lando was great, but, um, like, I have Billy D. Williams in my head. Like, 
constantly nagging there. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Chewie is like, you're a staple. Like, I, I have some... Yeah. There's an anchor Certainly point. his strongest role of any Star Wars movie. Like, I mean, like, like he was present the most. Like, he talked the most. Yes. We were meant to pay attention to what he had to say. Yeah. And in what he inferred by growling. Um, I don't think in any of the other films it was really ever an issue. Um, but you know, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think that's a great point. Like, this is probably Chewie's strongest showing. And he he's central. Like, without him, this story does not happen. Yeah, yeah if you if you would have started it when Han was thrown down into the mud, which I loved that scene. Like, throw, and yeah. I wasn't even expecting it. Like, I knew no, me neither. at some point in the movie we'll find out about Chewie. But then he's like, oh, throw him into the pit. And I was like, oh, this is going to be sweet. And then um, and then the monster is is Chewbacca. And I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was a freaking yeah. out. Um, and then he, I think ta- it, he speaks the language. Yeah, like, he took like, a learning like, annex oh, course oh, or something. Oh, oh, oh. But I think if you would have start the movie right there, you could have easily called it like Chewie, a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with some, yeah, with and some then just like editing. look at things from his perspective a little bit more, maybe or something yeah. like that. Um, like there was a I whole do... bit when they were in the mines, and like Chewie branched off and like to go help out those other Wookies, and there was all that part. I thought it was really, it was really cool. It was subtle. Yeah. It was like wasn't in your face like the solo last name was. Um, and I think maybe that's the point you were making, Brian. Where like. There was a lot of things that just kind of breezed over. I don't think they really needed to lay it on that heavy with the last name. I think they could have just been like, "Oh, you're alone. All right, Han Solo, move along." Like, I would have. I, I could have been. Yeah, I would have accepted that. They didn't need more. to linger on it. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you this: the the part it happens right after the Chewie scene. Um, it's what's making me think of it? When um, he's talking to uh, Woody Harrelson about yeah. um, you know like who he is and like, oh, I, I was part of the Imperial Flight Academy. Did you guys expect that we were actually going to see him like in the flight yes. academy and get kicked out and like go? Like, yes. And yeah. that were you like bummed when we didn't get that? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it would have been very, very, very Han Solo. Yeah. It would have been like he got kicked out, and it, I, I will. F- I'm thinking back to the trailers when there was the scenes where him and what's her name were riding in the the hovercrafts, like yeah. doing all that crazy shit. I had assumed that was him in flight school or whatever. That's what I yeah I thought. And then when it and then when it skipped over three years of his life, it was like, okay, this is a movie dedicated to Han Solo, and you're skipping over three years of like really formative, like really important part. Like even if they would have just given us fifteen twenty minutes, um, which will bring me to another point after this, of him like getting into some shenanigans and like blowing up a, like a huge freighter or something because he like slid Solo, into something. Solo, give me a gun and right. your badge. Yeah. You're yeah. done. <laughs> You're done. Get out of my arm. You're a loose Shane. cannon, Solo. <laughs> well, I think Becky on uh, Long Time Ago Radio was saying they like filmed scenes that were those moments and they cut them out of the movie. Ugh. And instead when they say the, um, he's like, oh, I'm going to be a pilot. And then he ends up, uh, they cut to him as infantry or whatever and he's yeah. in the trench warfare. But like, that apparently right after that cut, it would have been him like in the flight academy. Like even if they would have, God, this whole this whole spoiler cast is making me dislike the movie. No, um, <laughs> even if they would have just been like, he he escaped through there, and instead of cutting to him in war, if it cut to him like the detective scene where you gotta turn on your badge and your gun, like if it would have cut to that, he's like, God damn it, like I did it because X Y Z, like blah blah blah. This is like I'm the best pilot, blah. And then it and then it went into him going to infantry. I would. have I would have been cool with that. Like, it doesn't necessarily yeah. need to show a ton. Like, a, like a, been like a Top Gun Tom Cruise moment mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like, you're the, yes, you're the best pilot that we have, but you don't follow orders and you can't be in the, in the, you know, the Imperial Air Force or whatever if you don't follow orders. Yeah, right. Like, there's a chain of command for a reason and like, you're freaking benched. Like, you're not, you gotta go home. You're benched. Yeah. Or whatever. 
Yeah, I would have liked that. You done, but son. That that portion where like you add extra 20, 30 minutes. That's that's a big thing for me. Was when the movie ended, I one hundred percent felt like I could have sat through it more. Like I could have just kept yeah. watching. Like I at the end of like the Last Jedi and and maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe a couple other Star Wars movies. I'm not. I'm not Last sure. Jedi maybe, is maybe an exhausting Rogue movie. One. But Last Jedi is like like I was saying in the beginning. The pacing, not great. The pacing yeah. isn't great on it, and it's long. Yeah, the whole for the this whole, it was like, um, like casino planet stuff. Like mm-hmm. basically didn't need to exist. Yeah, but for like, Solo it was like it was over, and I was like, God, I could have easily watched another half hour, forty five minutes. Like I, yeah. I could have, and it would have made it a long movie. I don't know what the runtime is. I think it's like two and a half like, hours. No, it, it's in like two twelve. Or something. I, I think it, it's over two. I think, um, but not by a whole lot. The, one of the cool things about that, and I definitely agree with you, Andrew. I could have gone with more, um, but I think that's because there are so many moments in this where, like, Han decides, like, who he is. Like, he makes these character calls, and then by the end, by the end of the movie, he's basically become like with in that last moment, especially with Beckett he becomes the Han that we know. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was great. Like, that, great like I love that movie where he's, he's like, I hope you're listening. Cause I got one more look, you know? And he just like shoots him out of the blue. Like he doesn't wait. And it's like, this is why he did that Greedo moment. That exactly. Way. He like, doesn't Han wait. shoots first because he knows he can't like, he can't take, he can't chances. afford that time. Yeah. 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 I went and saw it IMAX opening night, like first showing 7 PM here on the West coast. I don't know if East coast does 7 PM or does midnight or, they do. or whatever. Um, when Han shot first, it like everybody in the crowd was like, "Yes, Han shot first! Like, yeah, yeah. fuck George so, Lucas." <laughs> I think yeah. this is part of the reason I kind of lukewarm on the movie is like, and, and not that I was lukewarm on Infinity War by any stretch of the imagination. That's a there's movie. something about the theater that we went to where when we saw Infinity War and when we saw this, the audience was silent, like throughout the entire movie, like. There were points where I was laughing, no one else was laughing, and then I felt uncomfortable. Like it was, it was a weird experience. There was in a solo? weird vibe in Solo, and well, and in Infinity War. Like there were, mm. there were more. I get being active quiet in, in that Infinity in Infinity War, but like I get that movie more than this. Like this is supposed yeah. to be like a, a space, you know, a well, yeah. space so, shoot 'em up movie, like whatever. So Solo was uh, two hours fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. Rogue One was two hours thirteen minutes. If that helps at all, Last Jedi was two hours thirty-two minutes. So, like lengthwise, it was longer. Yeah. I had no idea Solo was two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, Rogue One I, feels I, as that long. It does, uh, and I was Last Jedi feels really long too. But yeah, uh, Infinity War is two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, and, and I could have done more. <laughs> that see that felt long to me. I think the other problem is, um, we all it's covering a lot more characters though. Yeah, well, the stakes like, are higher. Well, and yeah. I think that we, the three of us, and anyone listening to this likely, um, grew up in an age in movie theaters where they didn't lean back all the way into like a hospital bed. And for <laughs> me, like those cushy yeah. ass chairs, like I lean back and I'm like bo- I'm like f- like waking up, falling asleep, like I'm. So I went to IMAX and they didn't have reclining chairs, um, so there was no falling asleep for me, mm. which was nice. Um, you guys got any other tidbits? Anything else that you you loved? And the Kessel Run we barely touched on. There's but, a lot yeah, we, we haven't we, touched on. We've been yeah. we've been hopping around a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we talked about him. You know, him meeting Chewbacca. Who? Let me let me bring up something because two people have brought this up to me 
since seeing the movie. So Audrey leaned over to me in the theater and she's like, oh my God, Chewbacca eats people? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like if you stick somebody down in a hole, like it's, it reminded me of like that airplane crash. You know what I mean? Where like the people were up in the mountains and they had to eat each other to survive. It's like if you put somebody in that position, if you stick them in a hole and you don't feed them for three days and then you throw down a weaker person, basically, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to freaking fight to survive. Yeah. You know? So I didn't have a problem with that. I thought it was very intense. And, you know, when, you when know, I was hoping when you were telling that story about her asking that question that you were just going to turn to her and go. Yeah. That's right. And then just bite her ear off. Like <laughs> yeah. Tyson yeah. Style. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a, I love that scene, though. Like when, like I had zero idea what was going on. He dropped him in there, and then the step forward, yeah. and you see the muddy fur, and it was just like, "Oh shit, that's true." As soon as they said the beast, I was like, "This is the moment." Like I knew it immediately, and then yeah. really? when it happened, I, I was so happy I though. Yeah, that was. I was like, How's he going to convince him to like you know? Be I thought it was going to be a new a new type of monster. Oh okay. Um, and I thought he was going to. I mean, I, I'd heard stuff about, like, Han rescuing Chewie from, like, an Imperial prison camp or something like that, and that's how they teamed up. But this is not how I imagined it going at all. What's um, the name of the big um, monster in Jabba's I was going to ask it. The Rancor. Oh, Rancor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, sorry. I thought it was going to be one of those, and then I thought, oh, it's probably going to be something new. Well, um, I thought, as you know, as cheesy as they were about his last name, I thought maybe they would have that rancor like smaller and like come out and like but oh you know that was just like a split second and they threw him and then Chewie was there i didn't think yeah, through yeah. the process of like he went into jabba's pit and he was like holy shit what is that thing and it wouldn't make yeah. sense if he had seen him already so yeah and then uh, the little subtle the subtle piece like you were saying about how he knew the language a little bit like that's not something yeah. i'd ever thought about like when he met did did he know how to speak Wookiee or like did so he like knows a little bit which was cool and that made sense like okay he knows it and that's how he can talk to him so that was cool yeah yeah it was cool and 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 uh, I don't know if like over time Chewie learned like common or whatever because like the rest of the movie like he doesn't really talk to him in that language so I'm not sure if he just did that to get his attention. Or yeah, something? I think so. I think he. I think that's the feeling like I got. It. He yeah, got. He did so, it for attention to be like, "Yo, dude, don't snap my neck right now. Like, don't break my windpipe, kind of thing." Yeah, yeah. He needs to gain his trust and be like, "I." And it worked. If you just talk to me, we can get through this, kind of thing. Yeah. Think, of and then it, and then it totally off. worked. Yeah. I think one of my right. favorite parts, and I, I feel like I'm hogging the mic here, so kick me off any time. But I'm speaking for two good. people. Joshua told me I had to talk for him. Oh, so. you're good. You're good. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of solo which was also probably my fa- my favorite part of the entire rogue one movie was the cd underbelly cd cd yes. underbelly like yes. the underworld and there was that first maybe like 30 40 minutes of solo where it was like oh my god this was this is great like you get to see basically hive and you know hive scum and villainy and like who yeah. was that person that or that weird Proxima Midnight. Like, yeah, like that was that was sweet. Well, and that's, I love that's from that. Infinity War. Is it? It was Lady. It was Lady Proxima. Lady Proxima. Oh yeah, Proxima Midnight's the girl that looked awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the CGI was so bad. Yeah, Lady Dude, Proxima. By the way, 
I read I read some comics that have those in there. One of those guys is totally left out of the movie. And Proxima Midnight is actually super cool in the comics. But oh, yeah. Anyway. anyway, so Lady Proxima, the big worm lady that can't go out in the sun. Yeah. I loved, yeah, I loved that they made that, like, a thing. Like, they had that crazy armor on all the guards. And then as and, soon as yeah. they got mm-hmm. into the sunlight, they just started, like, nope. <laughs> yeah. They, had, like, they reminded like, me of those, up. like, of those Mass Effect, like, the short guys who have to maintain, like, that gas stuff in their oh, yeah. suits or whatever to survive. Yeah, but, that's a good comparison. I love that it was like, this is a thermal detonator, and he's done that before, right? Yeah. Um, or no, who did that? No, it was Leia in in the suit. It was, she like, yeah, it was Leia, but it was. It was a thermal detonator, yeah. but here he's just faking it. Yeah, I loved And that was another <laughs> fan service piece where it was like, it, connect, it was like the same move where he just kind of turned his hand over. Same move, and then he threw it and broke the window. and tss, It was great. That was fantastic. Except it wasn't. It was just like a rock or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. You just made that sound with your mouth. What? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I loved the... uh, God, I feel bad we're jumping, like, everywhere. No, no. Um, Do it. The... There are so many like little subtleties like throughout like the whole movie like whether it was in the background or whatever but like when he's in um, the area where he gets separated from um, Kara what is her name Kara Kira Kira um, when he gets separated from her I know that because it's my niece's name it's oh, very easy to remember and they have uh, the Imperial like join the Imperial yeah be a member of I love that yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty good. That was cool. That He's like, how the hell am I going to get out of here? Oh, okay. Well, we'll try this. Yeah. See how that goes. And it totally worked. Yeah. I was expecting him to get caught. Like, I was expecting him to get caught also. I have right. to give a shout out to Infant's Nest because the... So, okay. Before we go into this, in- Infant Nest? I, I thought it was like- Infant's... <laughs> Like, w- this has to not be right. Like, this... It no, has I to think... Be, like, it- isn't the point it's that they infant, are like like a nest of infants? Well, I think about? It, the idea. So the villains that um villains quote okay, unquote. Hold on, I gotta look this the up. Pirates? Go for it. The, like the pirates. villain. Like the the pirates. Yeah, and then they okay. end up being like the good guys. I think they're named that because, or they've given themselves this name because they are like the young people that are left of whatever, like civilization that they were a part of, but okay, and they've been destroyed. What is it? Enfys, E-N-F-Y-S. Oh, man, good thing you Enfys looked that up. Enfys Nest. Forget everything I just said. So the Enfys last name Nest. is Nest, but, like, as I was watching it, I, like, made a note. I was like, Infant Nest? Like, yeah. That yeah. sounds so stupid. You couldn't write a different name? Just, like, anything that doesn't sound like an infant? Yeah. I, You know, to be honest, I don't remember ever hearing that name. So it, maybe it just... It was like they said it like five times, and they only ever said the full name. Like they never said Enthus. Weird. Well, they do or, that, and then they're like, "They're pirates. They're pirates." And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's oh, what space I was like, pirates, oh, pirates, Metroid." Like, cool. And then I just space ran pirates. with that. Yeah, that's exactly. What <laughs> I By the way, anybody thinking that uh, it looked like armor from Destiny? Like, yes. Oh, it, it, what it she was wearing one thousand percent inspired by Destiny. But, like, you yeah. cannot get around that. Yeah, but the armor, like I love that, like. Dusty yeah. world, like the like face mask and like the gauntlets. That it, and it's I don't know if Mad Destiny. Maxian. Yeah, I, I don't know if yeah. Destiny was going for that, but it was like very clearly these people don't have a ton of money and they scavenge and they rob people and they get shit 
and they put together what they can, and I love that. That's one of the things I really love about Mad Max. That's one of the things I love about the underworld in Star Wars in general that we've seen, um, and that was yeah. one thing I really loved about the, the infant's nest. Like, I'm, that's all I'm going to call it. <laughs> that's what they, like they have to be that else. from now on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really loved, like, like, you mentioned the CD underbelly. Like, I think that this movie did the whole Star Wars used uh, future um, really just about as well as Star Wars has ever done it. Um, and I, I thought it was also excellent how, um, how Emphis also had like some elements of tribalism and like kind of shamanistic accoutrement, you know, like with the, with the necklace, with all the beads and the bones and claws and stuff like that on there, like, and the fur, like around the, you know, around the collar and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, the way we don't, it's not revealed that, uh, Emphis is a young woman, until very late in the movie and she is top notch at combat like yeah. with that freaking Killer. laser staff like she's wrecking everything and you know fighting like three people at once and winning like the first great. time you see her and I, I need to know if I'm the only person that thought this the first time you see her her she looks like she's mixed like she looks like she's half black half white because of, I don't know if it's the lighting yep. but she Absolutely. also has red hair yeah, freckles. So I was like, okay, like she's also kind of Merida from Brave, but whatever. Um, yeah. But and I thought what they were gonna do is this is Woody Harrelson and his partner or whatever's kid who dies in the, oh. the beginning of the movie. I thought that's who that was, and I was like, that is that so would be amazing. Hundred cool. yeah, percent. That would be crazy. Yeah. Hundred okay. percent thought that, but also thought like at the same exact moment, I was like, but why would she be trying to kill them? Like she was trying to kill them at the beginning. Like, yeah. Of the like movie. what's her motive? But yeah. and then I felt like okay, that's probably racist, right? Like just because they have they share a race, is that why I'm making a connection? I, don't like like that's, I was like trying to reel myself in, like I'm like, is that is that why I'm making the connection? Just to be completely open about it. That's sure. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, speaking of like race and and sex and stuff, does anybody know the details about why a bunch of people were up in arms about this film? I actually don't. No, uh, no in I, what I hadn't heard anything. Like there was like a bunch of people trying to um, like boycott it um, because because of something, but I'm I'm not sure. I mean, uh, is it because Lando might be a robosexual? <laughs> He's pansexual, Brian. Well, no, but robosexual is a term no, from I Futurama know. that I really love. I know. Um, and based on the way the things ended, by the way, I think that's the only that's the only moment in the movie that didn't really land for me is when um, Leet. Um, or L three three seven, which is Lando's droid. Which, by the way, why why is it late? Why why is it what? Well, the, dr- Lando's droid companion's name is L three three seven. Oh, is I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't realize that either. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, when Leet died, and he was like really upset about it. I I don't know. That just didn't like. I liked her as a character, but like, I didn't. I don't know, for whatever reason, that kind of rang hollow to me. Um, even though it's, like, totally implied. Maybe it's just because I didn't get enough time with her. Like, she's prominent while she's there, but then she kind of goes out quickly. Did she have Phasma's voice? I don't Did anybody no, feel no, that? No, it's a different actress. I just felt, I just felt like I, I felt, felt like, like I was the same voice. Should they, they're both English uh, actresses. But, I, thought um, it, I thought it was her. She actually, the, I was watching an interview, uh, Graham Norton, this morning, um, which if you've never seen, it's like a YouTube poll of just like, it's an English talk show, anyway. 
But they, um, the woman who plays that character was on, and she was talking about how she was like going to the audition. She was like, "I'm playing a droid," and like she had never seen a Star Wars movie before. Mm. And she's like delivering the lines, and they're like, "Can you be more like droidy?" And <laughs> she like didn't know what it was, and the guy, the, like the one guy, picked up on it, and he was just starting to go and like. Like making like robot motions, she was like, "Oh my god, it's a freaking robot!" Like, <laughs> but that's yeah. why she plays it so like not robot-y. She like has more of a personality than most of the other droids that we've seen. Yeah, um, I mean, C three PO still has a good personality. I still think that K two S O is probably the best droid. Oh, he's great that we've had. I think R two D two. Archer's up there, but like K2SO actually like. But as far as talks, ones that actually have like, real dialogue. Yeah, talking droids I feel like have been kind of a weakness, specifically because like I feel like they they went way too fan servicey with the prequels with C3PO, um, and just made him kind of a moron. Whereas he was kind of clueless in the original trilogy, but like he still did stuff. Like he did important stuff. Like he talked to the he talked to the Falcon, you know. Yeah. Which, you which know, that part we, we, was. That part was- badass when they put not not what you're talking about exactly but when they put um what's her robot face into the falcon and it was just like yeah elite that's why she's so fast that's why the falcon's so fast like that was so yeah. cool and i f- i did feel that connection between lando and her yeah and like he like went out and grabbed her and like got shot and like he really cared about her and like dude his acting cool. in this movie he's Arguably the best person in that movie. Oh, d- yeah, like, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, he's incredible. Was really was really great. I also really liked Woody Har- Harrelson. Like the acting wasn't the best, but I th- I thought him and he the way he portrayed the character world. like really pulled it in. The one that threw me off, Val. Is that her name? Thandie Newton. She also plays yeah, in um, yeah. Westworld. I, yeah, she's she's a she. I mean, she didn't have that. Um, I didn't like. I didn't like that. I didn't like Thandie Newton, the actress. I didn't like the choice of having her play that character. And it, I think it has a lot to do with Westworld Season 2 is on right now, and I just watched a couple episodes, and she... I don't, I don't really like her character in that show either. Maybe I just don't like her as an actress. Um, I don't know. I, I would have liked someone else in that role, I think. Yeah. Well, and she um, also... She she's not well. there for very long. Yeah. Yeah, because she, cause she dies pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. quick. But what, um, about, what about Alden... Ehrenreich? Aaron Reich, the guy who played uh, the guy yeah. who played Han. How do you guys feel about Han? I I didn't get a lot of Harrison Ford from him, but I thought that the character that he like, he, I think he played Han Solo well. A lot of people were just saying like he really cha- channels Harrison Ford well, and I just didn't I didn't get that. But I, I liked didn't him feel as the much character. of anything out of him. Um, yeah, like the things that I did get. Um, I like the, he has a few really good moments, and then he has some like I can't get the flight academy line out of my head where he's like, you know, I was kicked out of the flight academy because I'm a rebel, and he's like saying all the shit, and I'm like, I don't believe you. Like I, I just don't um, that I, you're I, like this rebel rouser. I didn't love his execution on some lines. Yeah, um, but I don't. I have a feeling that's not him as an actor. I feel like it's not probably not his fault. It was either like no, I think the it's, direction I think it's or the result the way of it was written. Yeah, I but think there were like rewrites that had to happen last minute. That I think if you look at side by side photos of of Harrison Ford when he played in A New Hope and Alden in this, like they look like father. They could be father and son, or like yeah. they look very similar, which I think is great. I 
I will agree, Brian. I don't think I don't necessarily really agree at all with people saying that he channeled him very well. Um, I do think he did a good Han Solo though. I, I enjoyed yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the way he 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 played Han Solo. Like there there were moments, and I think the moments that he did best were the moments where he was trying to play it off as being ultra confident, even though he's not. Mm-hmm. So like when um so like when Kira is like I'm the one who knows who you really are and he's like oh really and who's that yeah. like and he's just kind of yeah, like yeah. he's like a little bit concerned about what she thinks about him but like at the same time he's trying to play it off as being super confident just like, like he did with Leia yeah. yeah those moments where he's just like yeah you know I'm I'm the freaking best you know what I mean but he's like trying to convince other people as much as he's maybe trying to convince himself. I feel like that element of it, he really played well. Well, and um, it, it works well because he's not, he isn't an established character. This is his origin story. Yeah. And because, like, I don't want to say that he wasn't secure in how he wanted to play this role, but, like, it plays off that he is uncomfortable in his own skin. Whereas by the time yeah. you see Harrison Ford in that role, he's like, I'm my dick is huge. Look at me. I got a yeah. 40 blaster and bull. You know, I, I just, something just came to mind. He kind of in this movie, uh, reminds me of Jack Sparrow, um, where he's just like, I'm going to just say that I can do something. And then we're just going to, try to wing it and make it work and it just mm. happens to work out in his favor yeah like, he's he is good but he also gets super lucky like the fact that they were able to run that shortcut and granted things went really horribly for them um but like they were able to make it work and i think that speaks to his co- like his competency it, and i was kind of like like, I don't buy this of him being, like, a good pilot, especially because the first time you see him actually fly something, um, or I guess when he's 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 got the speeder and he's trying to get him and Kira out of there, and he pulls off a super, swick, uh, super sick, like, trick, but it doesn't totally work out. Which I love. Um, I love yeah, that, was, like, it ended and it was just like, just hell like, yes. Oh, like, that almost. was awesome. Like, he was so cocky and he thought he could and then he couldn't. Yeah. And then the next moment was like when he, you know, he bailed on the fuel, um, you know, while he was flying for the other guy who had gotten shot. And the other, the, you know, the guy who was their pilot before was like, man, you're, you are a really good pilot. I was like, okay, well, you're, you're telling me and you should be showing me how he's good. Whereas when he took over for Lando, when they were leaving Kessel, I was like, now this is Han Solo being an amazing pilot. Like he's weaving in between these asteroids and like doing these trick maneuvers to knock TIE fighters into stuff and like trying to escape from this thing. I was like, okay, now I see like this dude is actually a really great pilot. I think you have to have that moment with him in the Millennium Falcon though. Like, I don't know because like he does take over for what's his face that gets uh, John Favreau's character. Yeah. Rio, Rio Durant is his name. Yeah. Wait, is um, that John Favreau? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Holy crap. And I will say, I will <laughs> no say, idea. Rio Durant, John Favreau's character, dies and then noth- nothing, right? Like, it was like a kind of a touching moment. It was a, kind of like a bummer. And then it was like... And then he's like, you don't see anything do no mention of his body. They don't mention him again. Yeah, after that, they like end up back at what's his, at, at what's his name's big Paul ship. Paul Bettany's place. And then it was like, which, yeah. Which, by the way, I really liked him as a villain. Yeah. Who's Dryden, that? Dryden Voss. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Paul, Paul Bettany's character. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. He was the guy Infinity from Man, uh, as a Chess Knight's Tale, him. right? What is it? <laughs> a Knight's Tale? Isn't that the one with... Yeah, he plays Chaucer. Yeah, yeah, and that he's also yeah. he's also Vision in uh, in yeah. the Marvel movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. I like him as an actor, and I thought he did a really great job as like a as like a he's got his shit together, but like you piss him off and he's gonna lose he his just shit. Snaps, yes. Yeah. But and his and, face uh, was all jacked up too, which I would have I would love to find out about. Yeah, he also also Paul Bettany another fantastic role in A Beautiful Mind, mm-hmm. which oh. I think is probably his best movie. Oh, such a good movie. Yeah. Either, I can't believe you've I think, seen that. I think either that or, oh, hell yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's got Jennifer Connelly and Paul Bettany in it. Yeah, I'm going to see it. Uh, so I think either that or A Knight's Tale are his are his best roles. But I think this is, like, right up there Yeah. Um, with those. One one um, weird thing. Amelia Clark, Kira. Yeah. Her, her character's name is spelled Q-I apostrophe R-A. Something, oh, that's right. Something yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. just to... I don't know. Yeah. It's not a K-I-R-A kind of thing, but I like when they throw stuff in like that. That's almost like kind of like a Twi'lek name Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, absolutely. With the apostrophe in there. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Which makes me wonder like how, like who named her? If it was one of the people in the syndicate that named her or, or if that's just, oh, by the way, speaking of that, we talked about this earlier about the seedy underbelly. I did not expect Corellia to be like a crap hole. Like I was expecting, because when when he mentions in A New Hope that like, you know, I've outrun Imperial starships, and I'm not talking about the local like the smaller ships. I'm talking about the big Corellian cruisers, and then yeah. you see them actually making the star destroyers in the in like in that port, which I thought was a cool moment. Really cool. But like, I did not expect that to be like a trashy place like it is. I'm um, really the only nice looking place is the starport. Everything else is like just. 100% garbo. Which, I mean, it's like Detroit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... No, that's that's pretty much what it... Oops. But, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like you, you... I mean, it, you think of the Empire as, like, the United States or whatever. Like, build our ships, motherfuckers, and then we don't, but yeah. we don't give a shit about you. Build our ships, and that's all we want from you. Yeah. Like, that was cool, Yeah, though. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Real quick, out of left field, because he's been texting me, and you just said the word... Marty Galazzi has been texting me about Detroit Become Human for days now. He said Detroit is a 15 out of 10. 15? Really? Wow. 15 out of 10. It looks he, he will not stop texting me about it. It looks I terrible. I mean, that's not... I, first of all, Marty, if you're listening to this, that's not possible. You cannot do 15 out of 10 any more than you can turn the volume on this one to 11. Uh, it's <clears throat> 10 out of 10. That's the highest that it goes. But I appreciate your sentiment. Yes. That's the only Detroit that we're going to be talking about in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for next episode on the Platformers yeah. podcast. Uh, Except I'm not playing Detroit, so yeah. I, I can't I buy any anything right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, me neither. So I'm curious what everyone's favorite character in the in the movie was, or maybe not like necessarily your favorite character in the Star Wars like Star Wars movie, but like who did the best, or like who you thought came over came over best and we've talked about it a little bit um lando's mind like by a mile um donald glover in that role is just like he's lando uh, he's lando like they I, nailed I believed that, him for sure. like he he they nailed the casting he nailed the role and like i was watching an interview with him where he's talking about he got to meet billy d williams and he was asking him like you know what should i do like because apparently like it was his first um action figure was like a lando like toy and he's like, you have oh, no idea like really? how That's much this awesome. like, means to me, and blah blah blah. And 
he went on this like whole big like rant about how let me, he let wants me to guess. do it. Billy D. Williams said, "Just act like you're trying to sleep with everyone." No, he was like, <laughs> "I don't know, man. Just be charming or something." Like that's that's literally yeah. the advice he gave him. Yeah, and he he nailed it. Like he is so enjoyable to watch. Like he he's in a scene, and I am watching him just command it. Yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Throughout, I think know, Donald Glover, movie. Lando Calrissian. I think was was great. I would have liked to see seen more of him. He wasn't in that much, which I thought he would be. Like, I knew that he, you know, that Han wanted in a card game or whatever, wanted in a bet. But I don't know. I was kind I'm of surprised more. we saw that. Honestly, well, I feel like it was a really like that's that. I mean, they pushed that in the original. I don't remember when it was mentioned. That's really like exactly, one of the only like, like staple moments that they yeah. mention in the. Uh, in episode five. Yeah. And, and based off of that interaction, like not only the fact that like he knows Lando's cheating and he like totally screws him over, like by taking the card that he needed and using it himself, Yeah, you know, in order to do that. And I love that they cheat to that early. Like you think he's going to win it from him at the beginning of the movie. I love that. He totally doesn't. Yeah. And he doesn't because Lando gets a sabacc. Uh, like gets the full sabacc or whatever it is. Like it's like basically the royal flush. What I'm assuming is what was what yeah. he got. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 the impression was Han would have won if Lando wasn't cheating. Mm-hmm. Is that that's what I got out Absolutely. of that first match. And so the second time around, he like knows, greets him, like totally lifts the card yeah. off of him, and then gets it. You know what I mean? And so you really get like this gave me an a newfound respect for that moment in empire where they get to Bespin and, and he's like, uh, he's like, you got a lot of guts coming back here after what you pulled. And then, uh, you know, and then they like laugh it off and stuff, you know, after he's being all intense and he's like, what did you do to my ship? And he's like, my ship, remember I won her from you fair and square. So now instead of that moment reading, like, like Lando is being like, uh, is being like super, like, like like that. Like now it's like now it's like no Solo's kind of digging it like he's kind of yeah. digging one in being yeah. like I want it from you fair and square like yeah. you're gonna call me on this you were the one who was cheating I just freaking like rigged it the other way you know what I mean yeah so that that gives a new depth to their friendship and it also gives context that I thought was really cool I thought that was one of the coolest moments and, um, and uh, in the movie am, am I remembering it correctly that in Solo um, uh, Lando ends up on the mining planet or something. Well, yeah, so that's he what he's doing. That's what he's doing in the original trilogy, right? He like is mining, running a mining facility or something like that. I don't think he was at the end of Solo. He um, because because Han Solo is surprised um, when he finds him in like the star chart or whatever. So he says Bespin, like some Tabana gas mining, and then um, and then he's like, ah, he must have conned somebody out of it. You know what I mean? So I, I got the impression that like that wasn't where he was but i don't remember where well, no, at the end of solo so at the end of solo did he's, they say where they were he's all, he, at a point he mentions like oh there's this tropical moon that i bought like he owns this moon that's like yeah that's what know, it was. this like beautiful place and he's like yeah and then he makes a comment of like yeah you have no idea like how much of a money pit it ended up being or something like that but that's they are implying that that's where they're at in that last card game i think <laughs> so at least that's what i got from it um well, because that was that's a uh, because Bespin is, at, is is like a gas planet, so like it wouldn't have been a place that they could play cards anyway. 
and Cloud still well, orbited it, so they must yeah. have been someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so, is there anything anybody wished, either of you wished, um, would have been in the film but wasn't? I was really, I was, I was trying to think of when I left because it's, I mean, it's a, it's a fan service movie. Um, it, it filled a lot of holes and I was trying to think like, is there <laughs> yeah, something I wish, <laughs> I feel like, I, do, do I, I wanted, wish like, there would have been something in there? I wanted a couple more moments of, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's asking too much, but like, I don't want to say like full Han Solo, but like, I wanted those clever moments where. And you get it in the very beginning when he has the rock in his hand and he throws it at the window and, you know, the sun shines in and, you know, gets everybody. But, like, there weren't enough of those moments where he, like, kind of like the Jack Sparrow thing where he surveys the scene and he's like, all right, I'm going to do X, Y, Z to get out of this situation. Um, I mean, I guess you could say, like, the end where they have the um, whatever it was that they were mining for off that planet. Um, in yeah, the cases, fuel. And, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Just kidding!" Like, I have all this fuel, and this is the real one. Yeah, no, this is real. Hands. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, that, that was really was great. cool. Yeah, um, but as far as like the action sequences in which those moments happen, like that was really cool in the sense of like, no, this is a heist, almost like a heat kind of movie, um, yeah. or a heat kind of moment. Um, like he's tricking all these people. Right. Right. Um, so I, I mean like that a was, more action centric yeah. moment like that. I, I would feel like prefer. there were there were a couple of moments like that. Like when he when he kind of shows off um his his like piloting know how as they're trying to make their way to the um to the processing planet. Mm-hmm. Um like as they're going through like when they're trying to escape, when they're trying to get away from that crazy Cthulhu space squid, like when they're trying to escape the Empire. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he shows his expertise in being a pilot and he kind of like talks some smack and like comes across as being very confident in a very Han Solo way. Uh, I feel like the the moment that we talked about before where he shoots um, Beckett, like that was a very Han Solo moment when he, I, I, I definitely got parallels when he was playing them in that scene where like he told Beckett that like, I'm gonna leave this fuel with these other people. Um, and bring fake stuff to, you know, um, uh, the villain's place and all that sort of right, stuff. Like right. when he sets that all up, that felt very much like in Return of the Jedi when he does when he when he plays the Empire into coming out and tricks them and then like surrounds them with the Ewoks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like one of those cool planning moments where he's just like, "What do you want? I mean, I I played you. You know, <laughs> like yeah, that's, yeah, that's what happens. That shrug, the classic yeah. Solo Han Solo shrug." Yeah, so I feel like like those were the big moments, and then um, and then th- there wasn't a whole lot, but there were a few of those, and I definitely enjoyed it. One thing, you know, to answer your question, that I would have loved to see is to see, uh, like we talked about earlier, to see him in the Imperial Academy or as a stormtrooper or something like that. Like he definitely had a bit of that when he was infantry, but like, I wanted to like see more. Like I wanted to see him in the system. That's I wanted to see him in the military Academy as a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like as a pilot at all. I mean, they don't really, he, mean, he says he's a good pilot and that would have been like young Anakin age. Right. But like, I don't know that they didn't really allude to anything other than him just saying he's a good pilot. Yeah. It's really just him talking a bunch of game. And then all of a sudden he can fly the millennium Falcon. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I, which maybe maybe that's what his character is supposed to be. Like he's not actually a great pilot, but or he's he, he hasn't believes he can flown be, a lot, and he, but he and he is. I mean, in my opinion, he's obviously force sensitive. Like he's not Jedi. You think force. so? He's, I think so. I think he's force sensitive. I think in order to be that good of a pilot, like you one have of the best to be. pilots in the galaxy, like you have to be force sensitive. But he's not like yet to. I mean, like force sensitive doesn't mean he can lift objects or will ever be yeah, able to yeah, lift yeah. objects. Yeah, you just mean he's he's just like got really really good instincts. Yeah, like, like the force the force helps him. Like a drunk Spider Man, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one one really small moment that I I absolutely adored that I I feel like not many people have like talked about when they talk about this movie. He mentions like his father and that his father um, helped build a lot of the. Uh, yeah, like the ships like that the Empire uses and things like that, um, and that's why he no. knows so much about them and has. Well, he was no, they 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 made um, like the ships that the Millennium Falcon. Are, yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was just such a, a cool little like nugget of knowledge. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's where like this inception of I need to be a pilot comes from is like his all, dad built you know, ships that far back. Yeah, like yeah, and he a, has some kind of a combination there. of that and the fact that he wants to get the hell away from this nasty right. planet that he hates. Like, yeah, right. it's, it makes perfect sense. It's a very Luke thing in that way. Like he's got a very, like I'm stuck on this freaking trash planet. And granted, it's a very different type of trash planet, but like but I'm still. stuck in this planet where like nothing good is happening. And I just want to go explore and see the stars. Like it's a very like Anakin was that way. Luke was that way. Han was that way. Yeah, and maybe this is turning into like I don't know. I remember being in high school, and you have to read a, a poem or read a book or something. You have to connect all these dots, and the dots aren't actually there. You're just making it up in your head. But uh, maybe, maybe that was Han, you know, in like A New Hope when um, Luke wanted help getting off. I can now I can think and go, Whoa, you know, when what? Han. <laughs> Yes, my man. Um, um, you know, when Han, like, Han knows what it was like to want to get off that planet. And maybe yeah. there is, like, this little piece of him that thought back on that shithole that he was in and he helped Luke out. But also, like, it was for the money, too. So Yeah. yeah. But what did Amelia Clark's character say? Um, Kira, what did she say? She was like, you're a good guy. Like, he yeah, really you're one of the good, good guys. guys. Like, and Han, like, Han. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, like nah. no, no, I'm not. I'm a mean boy. Like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. he... He is like, and then, and it shines in this movie. Like he's a good guy, which, which actually was one of the things that that kind of made me not super into the way the movie ended, because I feel like if he was buying into like, so what he does at the end is instead of turning the credits into the villain and getting like, just filthy ridiculous rich, um, like crazy absurd rich yeah like beyond ridiculous rich like one of the richest guys around like millions and millions of credits when before he said that like what it, what was it like 400 credits or whatever it was from that one vial would allow them to buy their own ship yeah like then what would a million get you like what yeah. would millions get you yeah you could have your own fleet of ships you could be a commodore like barbosa <laughs> uh but like by the end he just turns all of that over to Enfys like to help those people like and granted like obviously he knows that the people that he's been working for are bad but then like why work for them and like are you going to give all that stuff to them like if he kept one canister for himself he would have just crazy amount of money i was like why not just keep one 
Like, why not stow one of those and like sell that and like give the rest of it to them or like give half of it to them? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I agree. I don't. I still don't feel like that's a plot hole. I don't. I mean, like, it's not a plot hole. I'm just like, why didn't you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. you could you could have done both things. Like you could have made enough money to freaking just buy the Falcon off of Lando, like for two three times the price. Like you could have just done it. Like there was tons of money that was just sitting there. You didn't have to give that all to them, and then to not go with them. He's that good I of a guy. I don't know, but but then because of that, it made his turn in like a New Hope feel kind of disingenuous. Because like if or he's maybe. willing to cut, if he's willing to cut like and run with the rebellion and take the money and go, then like, why didn't he do it just a couple of years earlier when he had access to way more money? Well, maybe you that's I mean? why, maybe that's why he is doing it in a new hope because yeah, he feels he like did, he missed out and he was just like, you know, like he can't keep doing that. Um, but one thing I just thought of when, when they're running at the very beginning of the movie, when Han and Kira are running down the hallway and he bumps into that person like, Hey, I was just coming to see you. It was just like that scene when he and he yeah. says the same thing to Jabba. Like, Jabba, <laughs> yeah. I was just coming to see you. And you know, like I love I love that that yeah. connection they made there. So the fans like service he's just always the trying to fantastic. Yeah, he's always trying to get out of trouble by by just that's like his go to get out of jail free card it, that he's trying to play. It was the same exact one in the Last Jedi when they're on the ship and the two. Oh, the, the Conja the, Club? The group. And he's like, hey, I was just coming to see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's pretty good. And, you know, and there's the there's the moment in this movie where you think, where he's like, oh, I have a really good feeling about this. You know, like that that whole thing I thought was interesting. Yeah, that was yeah. great. So I think just all in all. these little good character moments peppered throughout that I thought were good. All in all, um, I feel like I could pick apart 7 and 8 way more than I could pick apart solo well that's just yeah. and 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 i did like i <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> i tore apart episode eight and will continue to do so um yeah. and like I, I am excited to watch this movie when it comes out on blu-ray i got uh episode eight when it came out on blu-ray i have still yet to rewatch it yeah. i don't know yeah. when i will and i don't plan to i agree soon i think the thing that burns me about that is the whole it's like 40 minutes of of um of everyone lying to the i don't remember her name she's like super attractive old lady with like purple hair lying to her and like a ton of people died because they just lied to her and like it was just felt oh, super um, lazy like a weird plot hole and it was just like okay like that's stupid the, uh, the skip admiral? that whole thing yeah skip that whole thing yeah. and like i don't think you suffer at all and why or did she stay on the ship yeah. oh, i don't get why she stayed on the ship she, she stayed on the ship so the that ship. she could so yeah. she could pilot it while everybody else made their escape. Yeah, but yeah. like you're telling me you can't just set it to turn around on autopilot or something. I don't know. Yeah, or yeah, or be on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. So I would like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. Don't forget, space fuel finally exists because of that movie. And and did you notice? I laughed out loud when the opening crawl happens, and on the first line it said hyperfuel. Yeah. I was like, oh, hyperfuel is scary. So I was like, of course it is. Yeah. Of course, it's scarce. Yeah, they they've literally never it. mentioned fuel. I, I guess they have mentioned fuel. Like we've we've talked about this, and like there are actually other moments where, you know, because like it's just when, such when a he, crucial part of that movie. So it's just like so in your face, and it was easy to pick on. It's a it's totally a MacGuffin. Yeah. Whereas like in previous movies, it was like it was you know when they were talking about like when they were talking about going to Bespin and, and seeing Lando like. Uh, Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Like, that's all they had said. They never actually mentioned, like, fuel or something like that. 
Um, but yeah, um, and whatever. The, the one thing I don't think we've really talked about a whole lot is how Memorial Day weekend is kind of like if you where movies go to die. Yeah, like you release a movie <laughs> on this day, and and if you listen to Joshua's six minute rant, um, he did Which mention he did. it briefly. Um, yeah, hopefully you did. Hopefully you didn't skip over Joshua. Don't skip over that. If you did, go back and listen nice to it right man. now. <laughs> um, <laughs> where it's like I don't I don't know that I really buy that. I mean, like, but there are there were some compelling arguments that push it back a month. Or you know what? You spent more than two hundred fifty million dollars on this movie. Delay it until Christmas. I don't like, understand why they like. I understand that there are you know shareholders and all that like. Disney owns how much of the entertainment industry at this point? I think a they lot, can. Yeah. I, I think they could hold off releasing Solo for the Christmas season, where everyone is used to it. Meanwhile, yeah. they've got yeah black. And I've made this argument on the show before, but it's Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant Man, like all these movies in the pipeline in a six month span. Like you didn't need to release this movie when you did. Yeah, Ant Man. Not only did we just have Infinity War and Deadpool 2, and this, but Ant-Man and the Wasp is right around the corner, too. Yeah. And um, it's like, Incredibles. Yeah, and yeah, they Incredibles own Pixar, too. right? Yeah. Yep. yeah, Disney Pixar, yeah. Um, Jurassic so it's like, Park, yeah. do they own? No, that's Universal. Okay. But I mean, there's, yeah, like, like, you, there's some bangers coming out this summer. Well, like, and that's what I mean. Like, this is an oversaturated... I mean, I haven't seen Deadpool yet because it was like yeah, this either. or Solo. like or You know what I mean? And then, in, and, yeah, and then Infinity War was just, just happened. So and like, also... Um, the last Jedi was was like six months ago, so yeah. and yeah. I and I, that's maybe one thing I disagree with Josh on is like there is Star Wars fatigue. I think there's Star Wars fatigue, and I don't I don't feel like using saying like well all these Marvel movies came out one after another. I don't I don't know that you can really compare it. I feel like a lot of people fatigue wise may have been bummed out about the last Jedi. I was certainly bummed out about it, um, and maybe felt a little burned on it, but. I don't know. I think there was. A, I was. I was conflicted. But, I think there was a lot of things yeah. that led that led up to this abysmal eighty million dollar opening weekend, um, like bad press leading up to it. I really didn't read a whole lot of any positive press leading up to this release. I didn't um, read anything, so I can't really speak the, to that. The bad trailers we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um. It, and it being Memorial Day weekend, I just don't feel. And it was weird. Like I was in an IMAX theater, and there was probably. 20% open seats. 7 p.m. opening night. That's crazy. Which is bonkers. That's like unheard that of. Is, that is ridiculous. Um, I just watched it uh, like two days ago or something like that. Um, and it was like an evening showing. I think it was at like 7.15 at night. Um, and there were like six other people in there. Uh, wow. Like it was mostly empty. And this was like a theater with like super nice plush recliners that like lean wow. back all the way. Like, like I honestly, I don't even chalk it up at, like to the bad press and everything. I really think it's just an oversaturated time for movies. Right I agree. Now. I agree. And but not I even necessarily like for Star Wars movies, but like it's, there's just so many things out that I want to see. Like if I had to pick one movie, it was, go- it was always going to be infinity war. Right. If I picked two movies, like, I had to debate and like go back and forth with other people of like, what do I want to see more Deadpool two or solo? And then I was like, well, I've seen more Marvel movies recently. I could go, I could go see a star Wars movie, but I wanted, I knew I wanted to see them both, but it's like, you have to prioritize. And for people out there who can't see more than one movie, like 
which one are they going to pick? Are they going to pick the one that the whole world is like exploding with excitement for, which is Infinity War, uh, or another movie that has really high ratings like Deadpool? You know what I mean? Which, granted, yeah. isn't for everybody because it's an R-rated Marvel movie and that sort of thing. But like, apparently, Deadpool is crushing it as far as numbers are concerned. It did. Be- um, it had a better opening weekend than Infinity War, which is which insane is, to me. Yeah, yeah. I hope I saw that movie twice. And we're branching yeah. off a little bit with this, but I hope that the movie industry sees this raunchy rated R movie killing it and pushes more rated R movies. Like I, I, I want to see R more rated Star R. Wars. I do too. And it'll never happen, <laughs> but I would I want love another to see more R-rated sci-fi. Wolverine. Yeah. What do you, let me ask you your professional Star Wars fan opinion. What are the chances we ever see like an old Republic movie as a standalone story? I think real slim to none, maybe not at all. I just think they've got so many other things lined up that, like, calling back to a 10-plus-year-old game at this point, more than that, um, it just doesn't... Do you mean, like, the game or, like, that part of the universe? Just, like, that just part of the I universe. I don't see them doing it. Like, 10,000 years old, uh, you know, previous to the... Yeah, the like, this is set. how... Oh, and that, like, I, in the time setting. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I misunderstood that question. Yeah, I think maybe... I think they're going to milk it for all it's worth. Yeah. So I think at some point when they're done doing it, this timeline, and I would love it. And I've said this before, The Hobbit, three three movies, The Hobbit being three movies, terrible. Mm-hmm. Huge mistake. One movie, maybe two if you're stretching it, but at the same time, I don't give a shit. I love Middle Earth. You give me anything Middle Earth and I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't care if Legolas was supposed to be in that scene or blah, blah, blah. Like, you, I separate myself from that and I watch it because I love Middle Earth and I love Little Rings and I love The Hobbit. So you give me anything Star Wars and I watch it. I don't care yeah. if it if it breaks extended universe stuff that I fell in love with, like Mara Jade or um, Mara Mara Jade. Mara Jade, yeah. Um, Which, by know, the way, I'll did you? I'm in. Did you think that there was any connection between Kira and her? No, I didn't make that connection at all. Okay. No. Because I had I had heard some people say that like maybe Kira goes on to be like a Mara Jade like figure. Because hmm. she goes off with Darth Maul at the end, and like maybe she's be gonna become dope. like a Sith assassin or something. God, that'd be so cool. I don't know. I really hope that they, for some reason, make a sequel. I think there's room for it, and I would love to see it. <laughs> like solo, yeah. solo next or something. I don't know. But that's what I got. I, I a ten out of ten for me. Nine point eight out of ten for me. Nine point five. The solo was like the solo thing was real bad. <laughs> I love how that's what's like knocking points off. <laughs> it was so bad, and it, it wouldn't like it wouldn't knock points off if it wasn't like a huge part. Like Solo is, is his last name. Like that's huge, and you made <laughs> it's it. It's the, the name, name of the, of the movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, like you made it really stupid, and God, it's depressing. Anyway, yeah. But I love. I mean, I loved it. Love the movie overall. I would say at least eight five, maybe nine. I'd give it uh, a, a solid eight, like to start, and then I could probably yeah. be convinced yeah. to move it up. Yeah, great. So overall, I think we're all, we're all pretty pretty positive about it. Any yeah. other closing thoughts? I do not know how to feel about episode nine. I, I, yeah, I, that's I don't interesting. Know. That's an I interesting. I don't know. I don't even know how to be excited for that movie. I think you have to show me a trailer. Well, and because and not only that, it's um, it's what's his face back directing, right? It's Abrams, and Abrams has a problem with ending things. He's very good at setting things up, but like when it yeah. comes to hey, buddy, let's wrap this this trilogy up. It's gonna be interesting to see I'm how that goes. Curious to see what Abrams does with a movie that 
like I don't feel like it needs to be pigeonholed into something. I feel like um, episode seven needed to be what it was. I heard a lot of complaints about people like, oh, it's too much like the original trilogy. I'm like, that's exactly the, what yeah. they were going for. Like, yes. then I feel like they needed to. It's and safe. I feel like they, yeah. they did great. It's one, it's yeah. safe, but also like two, you're introducing an entirely new generation to Star Wars. And like, you have to like bring the original trilogy together, which is old at this point to this new trilogy and I feel like it needed to, needed to be that but I'm curious to see what he does with a movie that doesn't really have need to do to be with anything. any of the original it doesn't need to do anything yeah um, and there's a lot of characters that are missing I'd be interested to see like if they bring in some some new badass characters I think my f- probably my favorite part about Star Wars being rebooted is all these nobody actors and actresses yes yeah that that came out of you know they just picked out of nowhere and we're running with it, so I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. Yeah, my yeah. M- the thing that I'm looking most forward to in episode nine is what they do with Kylo Ren and Rey, mm-hmm. who are easily, easily, I think, the two best characters in this new trilogy, which is good because they're the two main characters yeah. in this trilogy. <laughs> I, I also like Poe Maz Kanata, but she was barely in The Last Jedi. And, and I, I didn't really her. care about her in God, Force Awakens so either. Much. She's fantastic. There's big eyeballs. I love the scene. I love going in there, and it's like, do 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 do. And the cantina, yeah. The cantina was great. Yeah, I want more of that. I also do like Poe Dameron a lot. That was great. I really loved Finn in the first movie, and I think he just—they just—they kind of ruined him in Last Jedi. Like I, I think he's redeemable. I think he'll come back. He definitely, he definitely is. But like, but I I agree. I really liked him in The Force Awakens, which is funny because I don't like The Force Awakens as much as The Last Jedi, even though I have problems with The Last Jedi. Um, and can we, before we wrap this up, if we just want to run through the three of us, I would like to hear your ranked Star Wars. All of them? All of them, yeah. Okay. And don't, don't say the names. Just to make it easy, just say numbers, and then say Rogue One and Solo. I guess names you have to have. Don't include TV shows. Just mainline movies. I'll start. Um, I think, ooh, I'm going to do, maybe I'll do worst to best. I'm going to do okay. worst to best because best, I'm not sure I'm able to commit to quite yet. Um, okay. Worst, episode two, I think is the worst. Um, episode three, second worst, I know. Really? I know. Um, episode <sighs> one. I, the pod racing was like 100% Star Wars. Like The Battle I, of Mustafar. How <laughs> dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Um, episode one is third worst. And then I'm going to go with episode, um, episode eight, I think, is not as good as any of the original trilogy. Um, and then uh, five, six, four... Seven, uh, I'm sorry, before seven, I think Rogue One, and then seven solo. Wow. So my top three are Rogue One, uh, seven, and solo. You think this is the best Star Wars movie? I think so. I thought solo was, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. You doing those in reverse order is like weird I know, to right? me. It like confusing. it made it That's hard for me to track what you were saying. Yeah, do it however you want. Maybe just do top. God, you have to do all of them though. No, I'll do. I'll do them all. 
Yeah, there's, um, eight, there's eight movies, right? Yeah. So, five, four... Oh, wait, no. There's no, there's way more than eight. There's, there's ten movies. Yeah. Oh, jeez, hold yeah, on. Five, five, so you're doing... You're doing I'm going to go descending. So okay. The smart way. Five is... Yeah. Five is... <laughs> <laughs> five is num- my number one. Um, five, four, Rogue One, six... No, I'm sorry. Flip those. Um, I'm typing mine out so that I can actually do this properly. Yeah, this was a... People listening are like, what the fuck? Seven. (laughs) Solo. Um, I'm not doing this numbered garbage. No, I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. (laughs) What I want to know... Wait, Do you like episode three better than... I like episode eight better than three. Okay. And then it so goes three, two, one. Eight, three, two, one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wait. Uh, three, three, one, two. Two Thank is the worst you. one. Jesus. Yeah, two is the worst one. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love Star Wars. I don't even remember what happened in episode two. Neither do I. I remember I really Mace Windu remember. had a purple lightsaber. <laughs> and uh, Django yeah. Fett was there. I Maybe that wasn't was a great cool. idea to, to list them all, but... Remember when like Yoda turned into a ball? Oh, God. And fought Christopher Lee? <laughs> remember prequel Yoda being... Okay. Terrible. Yeah. So here's so here's my order. I'm gonna go from from top to bottom, from best to worst. <laughs> so Empire, then Return of the Jedi, then A New Hope, then Solo, then Rogue One, then uh, Last Jedi, then Force Awakens, then Sith, then Phantom, then Clones. Okay. I really don't know. How wait what was right before the prequel? I don't know how you can say that episode eight is better than seven. I really don't. I agree. I agree. I don't know how you can dislike think, seven that much. I think it it's they're literally right next to each it other. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know how you can say that seven is a worse movie than eight. Yeah, eight wasn't great. Uh, seven had really? more fan service that I didn't need, and eight did more interesting things that I think expand the universe. That's like a fair, the mind. That's a fair answer. That's a fair. That is a fair answer. I'll give it to you. The 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 mind linking thing, the ray in the dark force cave thing, like it did really interesting things that expanded what I think we can expect of the universe, um, in ways that seven totally didn't. We also got um, Puppet Yoda. Yes, we also got <laughs> Puppet Yoda, and we can't leave the memes behind. The sacred text meme is like worth it, just all, you know, in and of itself. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I would say that, and I think that I think that Sith is easily the best of the prequels, um, and I think that Darth Maul puts Phantom Menace above Clones because there's nothing cool about Clones, yeah. the Clone Wars that that or Attack of the Clones. That movie sucked. Um, I gotta rewatch eight and two. I, I literally have Last Jedi. Um, we um, Audrey bought me Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, but when she ordered it from Amazon, we got two copies of it because apparently we had two in the cart or whatever. <laughs> so we traded one of those to somebody she worked with for one of her copies of um, of like Ultra 4K HD Blu-ray Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so I'm probably going to watch that before too long. Speaking of Ultra uh, 4K Blu-rays... When mm-hmm. is Disney going to re-release the original trilogy remastered 4K, <sighs> no molestation? Not remastered, freaking theatrical. That's well, have you I seen? Know. I mean, it's still technically remastered theatrical. Sure, just like leave out the extra. No baloney. molestation. No, it's not the it's no not the 1996 CG version. Yeah, yeah, like the re-release. I don't know, but I freaking I don't think need they ever it. Will. I've been waiting for this. I, I think they, they will. 
I'm waiting for them to just like do the thing that they do with Star Wars that they do with everything else, which is like, oh, we're putting we're we're taking Empire Strikes Back out of the vault to buy yeah. it for limited when time. Is Diamond the next Edition. Star Wars anniversary. Like fortieth. I don't know. When is that? I don't um, know. I feel like Question. they would do it then. So what was the New Hope release date? In the twenties. You know what? Actually, seventy-seven. Oh wait, so it would have been last 20s. year. Now that I'm thinking about like it, I feel like after Episode Nine would be a good time to do it because they could release the trilogy of trilogies. Yeah, yeah I think that's you fair. could do it in you. You could do it in like twenty. Was it twenty-one or twenty-three? It came out in seventy or eighty-one and eighty-three. Or am I thinking of um, seventy-seven? Uh, was seventy-seven New Hope? Yeah. But you don't have to do it on New Hope. Oh no! Yeah, 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 not, yeah. Yeah, yeah the whatever know. anniversary of Empire, or there, you could do it for yeah. There yeah. is like a I can't remember the name of it. There's a site that I'm sure Josh knows. Yeah. Um, you may know. Yep. The, where they're um trying to remaster these movies like frame by frame in HD. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they actually take like pieces from like the Laserdisc version and they pieces from the Blu-ray and. Um, it's called Demastered. The Demastered. Yeah, I was gonna say That's like it. those are yeah, yeah, yeah. those are totally available. Like you can totally yeah. download those. Yeah. Where they basically yeah they took they took the versions, the ones that were on DVD that were released like in the, with the remastered scenes in them, and they just cut the remastered scenes out to recreate the original, theatrical release, but in like high def. They do a right. bunch more though. They also take pieces from the Blu-ray because they want to do the Blu-ray, but the Blu-rays are remastered. I don't know. Mm. That's all I got for solo, though. Yeah, me too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm ready to yeah, sign let's off. Wrap so it up. let's go ahead and do it. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to episode 97 of the platformers about solo, a Star Wars story. If you have opinions on this uh, or any previous episode, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. You can find me at Shrives93. You can find me at Andrew Alerts on Twitter, Nintendo, Amiibo Alerts, um, anywhere, anywhere, really. Find me anywhere. Anywhere? Not anywhere. Do you, do, uh, do you have anything uh, that has recently gone up or that you've got going out that you want to pimp? Um, you know, I don't. I, I, I don't. All right. I don't. I don't have anything cool. Don't follow my accounts. No, no, no. Always follow that's all I got. Yeah, I don't for know. sure. He's it's super late. cool, dude. He tells you all those Nintendo deals. All, all, that the, sort of stuff. all the Nintendo deal. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's all. Mm-hmm. You can find yeah, us all corporately at Platformers Pod. What, do you got something else? Well, I was just going to... Thanks for having me on. Again, I appreciate you guys. A lot. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome. You're Anytime. always welcome. And Chris, it's been a long time. You it has been a long your, time. It's been since, I think, since the Nintendo Labo yeah. announcement, which yeah, was like back in March. That's crazy. But I love, always love yeah, being out with you guys. I, I get a lot of wolf in my life because we uh, we're talking all the time about a bunch Ow. of other stuff that I'm doing for Nintendo. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's always always nice to have you on, and you're always welcome here. Uh, if we are streaming anything, it'll be at Twitch.tv/theplatformerspodcast. Please review us on your podcast platform of choice, and let us know if you've got a topic that you'd like us to cover on the show. We don't advertise, so if you have a good time with the show, be sure to tell friends about it. And uh, Chris. Do you have a shower thought? A tip is just a bribe traveling backwards in time. Hmm. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs>
All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, from everyone here at the platformers, we hope you have a wonderful week because until next time, we are out. <laughs>